Like, you like sports, sexy chicks, and just life overall? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Diesel and Poison. Diesel and Poison. Don't drink either. All right, it's episode three, show three. I don't call like calling them episodes. It's show number three for Diesel and Poison. You can find us at dieselandpoison.com and SoundCloud, Twitter, we are Diesel and Poison. Oh, Instagram too. And just on Facebook, we're the DMP podcast. So I'm Diesel and sitting with me is Poison. Um, What's going on, buddy? Not too much. Not too much. Just sold my iPad and uh, I seen something interesting the other day and we we're going to talk about this. I felt really uncomfortable give, having this stranger come like to my place. Oh yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. And then he ended up coming back because this kid dropped the cable somewhere and you know, it fucking snowed today. You're not going to find a white iPad cable. iPads are nice. They're nice toys to have, but uh, you know, like I'm an, I'm an Android guy. So I sold my iPad, which I think fuck when I bought it was like $700. It was a, yeah, you got uh, the top of the line. It's 64 gig. It's full yeah. load, right? Like, and uh, you know, I got 300 bucks for it or whatever. So I'm going to go buy myself like, uh, like, you know, one of these, I don't know, fuck $70. Tablets. <laughs> so you could take that and buy six tablets well, you now. could like especially like a <laughs> boxing day coming up deals will be going on so uh but you know i just don't like people coming over and then he ended up coming back you know i was fucking getting in the middle of something and then somebody's knocking on my door again but i seen this thing on the news the other day that uh, certain police departments in some cities now are having like these safe selling spots so you meet and they've got like parking spots designated so that you can say like okay we'll meet here so then like nobody comes to your house and that they can't rip you off either right like because i guess like if you're a woman and you i rarely credit the police with anything but i actually don't think that that's a completely bad idea you know like if you're a woman you know like if some guy comes to your house and he sees that you got like fucking trying to buy your laundry yeah, or whatever, whatever yeah. yeah you know what i mean like he wants to buy some of your clothes people you know women sell their used clothes i would never do that that's but Disgusting. Like, well, I don't like, know. Fuck. How badly do you need fucking money? I like, don't seriously. know. I've seen some women, they put like outfits together. Like, so they get like a top, a bottom, some purse, like some a purse and some shoes. And, you know, they sell it for like 30 bucks. Like personally, myself, I wear the shit out of my clothes. In fact, the shorts I have on right now, I probably have some holes in the balls, but that's okay. Cause I mean, like I'll wait till they're totally tattered and then I'll throw them in the garbage or be if I, I sometimes I buy stuff and then I'm like, oh fuck, I'm never going to wear this. I donate it to charity. Exactly. I, I've never had like, you know, there's all kinds of like you know buying pages on facebook and stuff and i've never had the opportunity or like the, you know the inclination to be like hey uh i don't like this shirt i'm gonna put it out there for five bucks like i just fuck it, get rid of it let's know? put it this way i am i mean everybody's kind of different some people buy lots of shoes some people lots of stuff i'm a t-shirt guy i i want to say that at any given time i probably have anywhere between 70 and 100 t-shirts in my possession Okay. I've never looked at my old t-shirts and seen like value or profit in there. So it goes one of two ways. When I decide like, Hey, I haven't worn this in a while. It either goes into the pile where like, this is going to be the t-shirt I pick up and like wear to bed or whatever. Or if it's in decent condition and maybe it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, like you said, directly to the Salvation Army, directly to charity, whatever it is, just give it away. I'm not, uh, I've had a few shirts I've ruined with like mustard. Oh yeah. Oh, because I mean, I get everything all over myself, right? Like, and I couldn't get it out. I tried. I washed, and nothing happened. Uh, You know, I give it to some way, some bum right now, somewhere in town, and he's wearing my uh, my blue shirt that I got there, and it's got the big kind. It's faded now, but there's the yellow stain on there, and that was from uh, the burger I was having out at uh, the Roadhouse. My favorite, my favorite T-shirt 
is one that I bought, believe it or not, at Old Navy. This is going back like at least 15 years now. This is before like when Old Navy actually made like quality stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, what are we doing? We should just like make everything for a quarter and sell it for a buck, right? Like now it's just, it's the most horrible clothing you could ever buy. True. Um, but this thing has lasted the test of time, 15 years. It doesn't have a rip in it. I've worn it to go like doing painting, all this kind of stuff. It's got all kinds of stains on it. It is almost almost completely transparent like you can hold it up to the light and literally like if i were to hold it up to the light and you were to do something on the other side i could see what you were doing i could probably see how many fingers you were holding up and you know what i love this thing i wear it to bed all the time and it's the best and i'm wondering like could you even buy something of that quality anymore probably you know not I mean, like you're greasy no I like, simpson do that to a sheet no no no, no. i'm talking fresh out of the wash oh yeah yeah like 100 percent. you wash this thing and then when it comes out like the material has been like so worn down that you can all Almost see directly through. You got if all I were the to color hold up this T-shirt in front of my face right now, and you say how many fingers I'm holding up, I'd nail it. You got all the color out of it. hundred percent. Yeah. You got oh. all the money out of your five dollar T-shirt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the money out. Now that you know, then there's always ones you don't get your money out of, but whatever. Who cares? I don't. Know. I just get, give stuff away, and I just you know this guy's got my address now. Like I just yeah. didn't like it. Let him in the back porch. I just eh, wasn't down with it. You know, I should have met him somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I don't like people knowing where I live. Just, but at the same know. time, like, I mean, like, I like the idea of, like, the community spot to meet because, yeah, like, that's because think about thing. it like this. For example, let's say me and you don't know each other. You're selling some on Kijiji. And I'm like, hey, and I'm like, hey, I don't know. Why don't you meet me in this gas station parking lot? Yeah. I don't know. Is that a lot better? Isn't that an easy way to get killed? We've been too? down that road. You know, like, <laughs> when we're scalping uh, basketball tickets. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. So, I mean, like, is that, I don't know, is that necessarily safer? Yeah. Maybe I, they're not coming to your house, but, you know. I just think there's a lot of instances where, you know, hey, you got this iPad. All right. And then Buddy shows up. Not me, you know, being racist or anything, but Buddy shows up and then he's got a gun. Yeah, I'm just going to take this iPad off your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hell yeah. Yeah, you were completely taking that chance for sure. For sure. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I felt I didn't like it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I should have <laughs> met this guy somewhere. I, I'm not down with this whole thing. Like, this guy knows where I live now. He's in my back porch. Who knows? He might come. I mean, there's nothing to steal, but I mean, like. Now, every time uh, they hear a knock at the door, you're going to shit your uh, pants for the yeah, next like, couple of weeks. I never answer the door. Back. Nah, yeah. He walked over here, too, so he lives around here. Yeah. He didn't drive, right? Walked over with this kid. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Now he's got us in our sights. Oh, fuck. Anyways, um, Sporting World, we'll do, you know, we're going we're gonna to do a segment called The Rundown. The last show we did were uh, Grandkey had just signed we thought it was 31 million actually ended up being 34 million oh yeah not too much has happened in baseball so Marjorie went to the giants uh Cueto's still out there davis is still out there and um that's pretty much it uh the winter meetings have wrapped up nothing too crazy has happened other than that, i think seattle's going for broke i think they're you know they i think the depoto the there has been told you think about the contracts they got there they got felix Huge contract. They got Cano. It's oh, another massive contract. Seager's got a big contract. Yes. And there's one other guy there that's got a big one. I can't remember who it is, but, uh, I don't think Nelson Cruz is a. Yeah, he's the one. That's okay. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So those, you have those four big contracts that are probably costing you. 80 million? I gotta be honest, I don't care what Nelson Cruz makes because of the whole steroid scandal thing. They got him at a, at a budget price. Like that follows him around now, right? For, oh, for sure. So you, you end up, I think, I think Nelson Cruz is obviously the best buy, um, in baseball because, I mean, he produces like crazy, but because he's got this history and he might get suspended for 50 games at any given time, he doesn't get the money that I think he, uh, that I think he deserves. So, I mean, I wouldn't even, I mean, like he might be a big contract, but he's definitely a steal. That's for sure. But you look at the moves that they've done since november the first and uh you know he went out and got adam lind and uh he signed um the outfielder aoki 
you know, I mean, they, they're going for it now. Like this, this is it. They, they got to go for it. You know, they need a couple more decent arms in that team. And, uh, you know, but I mean, they've been get, like, he's got the green light. We got to win now because there's no rebuild. We're into these contracts for the next, you know, with Cano, it's another nine years. Uh, and I'm sure Felix has got probably five left on his. So see, I got to be honest. I think what's happening in baseball is, and I think this is all completely related to one thing. It's the opening up of the playoff picture. Okay. So they've let more teams into the playoffs. And they've pretty much said that in the next couple of years, they're going to open it up again and allow another, I think it's another two teams on each side, um, into the, into the playoffs. How would they do that though with one game, like another one gamer? And then the two winners are the one game? No, I think think they're going to, I think they're going to expand the playoffs. Five get in now. How, like, unless they go to. Sorry, when I said two teams, I meant one in each. Yeah, one in each. Okay, Okay, sorry. That's really what I meant. Okay. But still, that, that, that still gives you only six teams that make it per. On each side. Yeah, but how do you. It used to be two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what's happened is when you, yeah, maybe you're only letting six in, but what happens is over the course of the season, the playoffs are within striking distance of many more teams, right? Puts a lot more teams in the mix and a lot more teams become competitive and they're willing to trade guys and they're willing to take a shot at getting to the playoffs. Whereas, you know, back in the days, you know, when you used to just be either you won the AL or you won the NL and that's it, right? So a lot of teams, their season was over by, you know, by June 1st. You go back to the days when the Jays won the World Series and there was just the East and the West. That's it. And then if you won, you played whoever was in the West. And then if you won that, you went to the World Series. And think about that. Like, unless you're competing with someone heavily within your division, the majority of games you're playing, you know, like a lot of teams probably have it in mind that, hey, uh, we would have to go uh, whatever the record would be between now and the end of the year to even compete for first place some teams their season like i said was over by june they didn't have what it takes to compete for first place so were they out there being competitive trying to make trades trying to improve their team no they were just you know they were just playing out the season that's changed everything there's no such thing in my opinion there's no such thing as a bad contract anymore teams a few years ago even they were worried about getting saddled with bad contracts and having to be like like the whole vernon wells thing in toronto and people couldn't believe how they got rid of him right well a guy like vernon wells signs a deal now he could probably get traded five times you know like because there's going to be teams out there that are like we need a bat and they're not going to be scared to acquire him because in the event that they had to unload him that there's always going to be a buyer now what the new playoff system has done is it created a lot more buyers so teams if they got to spend some money and sign a guy go ahead because if it doesn't work out someone will take a chance you might not get the greatest return in the world but someone will take a chance on that guy so you won't be for lack of a better term saddled with it forever it's much easier to get rid of those guys these days josh hamilton there you go yeah. perfect example 13 moves seattle's made that's this, a lot of moves this is the busiest free agent season they've had since 2010 but on average they make four to five moves so depotto is just he's going for it good for him i think they got some good pieces i think if they it, it uh well they got wade miley you know they still got felix they went on and got that young guy uh uh, Benoit from uh, San Diego. That's right. They got a yeah. good team. I mean, they're you know they're in a they're in a. Um, I don't. There's. I don't think. Where's the weak division in baseball? Like uh, the, there is the AL West. You know, like Houston's. I think they're kind of a, like they're they're a contender. Absolutely. You know, like, I think they're going to get better. I mean, so you got Houston and, you, and then, you know, Texas was kind of a surprise at the end. Anaheim still got, you know, Trout and Pulhos. And if they, you know, if they get some pitching, they could be solid. Uh, you know, I don't think that division's that weak. I really think it's the AL Central. Uh, you know, KC's, uh, in front of everybody. I think Minnesota's actually going to be better this year because I think Sano is the real deal. Absolutely. And, uh, they went out and got that Korean kid who's supposed to hit for power. And, you know, if the, if the, you know, the pitching stays healthy, 
and, and you know, and Perkins is a good closer, uh, you know, with, uh, and, you know, still got Maurer. Hopefully he, you know, he had a, he had a better year. He's got than, something you know. left. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Torrey Hunter's gone. He retired. But I mean, like that team's, it's, I don't know. It's pretty good. Like, I'm, you know. Well, you see, we've changed now. We, I mean, if you look at it this year, really, what is it about? It's just about getting to the playoffs. That's, I mean, if you've watched the playoffs in baseball the last couple of years, you know that, I mean, like, you know, teams like St. Louis, 100 wins, you know. Out in the Look first at that round, division. Right? Like St. Louis had 100 wins, the Pirates had 98, and the Cubs had 97. So you really change the narrative now, though, right? It's not about you know trying to be like the best team in baseball. You just have to get in. That's it. You have to get in. It's almost it's it's almost turning into the NFL where it becomes it's not necessarily about your record, but it's about who's playing the best football at the time the playoffs roll around. And so now, whereas before. You needed a certain number of wins. You needed in the high 90s or whatever to make the playoffs. I think that number is down a little bit, even if it's only down five or six wins. Puts a lot more teams in the mix. For sure. So now a lot more teams are looking at this system and going, hey, we can get into the playoffs if we, you know, if we're a little bit competitive, if we start to make some moves, if maybe we acquire some guys, maybe we spend a little bit of money. Whereas under an old system, they wouldn't do that, right? So I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I, Seattle's getting an early jump on it. I think you're going to see a lot of teams do that. All right, let's get out of baseball, get into football. Carolina today, it's Sunday. Uh, they're 13 and 0. Holy fuck. Like, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that these guys were going to go at this level and, uh, and keep it running? I mean, they've had a bit of a soft schedule, but when they've had teams that they had to beat, they've come out and beat them. Today, I mean, like, I think, I don't think Cam Newton even played in the fourth quarter. He just sat. They were up, they were up 38 to nothing and just annihilating. I don't see, I, I really don't see who's going to beat them. I, if you had to pick a team right now, you, you know who's hot them. right now? Seattle. Seattle's, Seattle's probably hot. the only team that I could see that could defend them. Because, I mean, like, going into the year, I don't think that people really gave Carolina credit for being a strong offensive football team. I mean, everybody loves Cam Newton, and Cam Newton's great, but, you know, they lost their starting number one wide receiver at the beginning of the year. Yep. So now, all of a sudden, people are going, well, maybe they're not going to put up as many points, right? But they also have this fantastic defense. So I think everybody considered them to be a contender, like a playoff team, to go on a run like this. I don't believe that anybody really would have expected Seattle's that. Seattle's playing so well, you know, they've had a little bit of a soft schedule, but I mean, uh, you know, they, you know, they put up 35 today against Baltimore, uh, 38 up against the Vikings last week. Like the team looks good. Doug, Doug Baldwin's got, uh, I'm out of fantasy, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> he had three touchdowns today. Like, you know, he's had eight touchdowns in the last three games. Yeah. Well, if anybody's feeling the fantasy pain today, it's me. Uh, you left it's Ted pretty, on the bench. I left, yeah. uh, I, I left 60 you. points on the bench, oh, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like it's, uh, you know, it's over. Way to go, now. Pencil Dick. You won. Yeah. <laughs> Poison was playing this guy named Pencil Dick, so. Yeah. Uh, the Manziel got a win today. Which, you know, I, I, you kind know, of surprising because I, I actually thought surprising. it was San Fran was going to come out and win. No, they weren't. Gabbard. Well, first of all, I mean, San, San Fran's terrible. So, oh, they are. I mean, like, it's a, it's a great matchup to get him back into it. But, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, this guy's the starting quarterback of this team. This guy's good enough to be the starting quarterback. Can you just stop paying so much goddamn attention to him outside of the outside of the practice facility? You know, like, how much better is he supposed should, should to get with a fucking drink? clipboard in his hand? So you should let him drink? Are other guys allowed to drink? I don't know. You know, you know, like, here's the I thing. So here's the thing. If you're the Cleveland Browns, okay, and here's the thing. We're not talking about the New England Patriots. We're not talking about a team that comes in with this with this winning tradition, with this, uh, you know, they, when when you go to play 
play for the Pats, you know, like they they bring winning to the table and you have to be a part of that. Cleveland fucking sucks and they've sucked for a long time and they've been taking money from their fans for a long time. Forever. Okay? So what I think they should start doing, at least in the next little bit, is start putting the team, putting their fans first. And if a guy's good enough to start on the field and he's better than the other guys, then he should fucking be there. And they should worry about winning a couple of games. And never mind if he went to a club. Who cares? Who cares? Did they he show care. up drunk today? They care. I don't know. So how about, you know what? Maybe you are not in the position. The Cleveland Browns, at least in my opinion, are not in the position to be miscongeniality. There is no miscongeniality in sports. You think they're going to trade him, though? A lot of talk. He goes to Dallas. Let's see. Talk. Honestly, let's see how the rest of the year goes. Well, if if he starts the rest of the year and they win fit. games, it's a bad fit. They don't like him there. They don't like you know because he wants to drink and party. He's got that famous quote: "I don't have a drinking problem." You know, uh, you know, my team has a problem with me drinking. That's what he told the media. Yeah, kind of like it. And you, you know, know what? Like, He's, He's right. right. No, no, for sure. hundred percent. You know, but I, I think, you know, I could see him, you know, he played in Texas and I could see him, you know, you know, Let's he'd be, be a good backup for what, Romo. He'd so be when, they backup. Say, when they say, when they say that they don't like Johnny, when, what they're really saying is they can't be talking about it from a talent standpoint, because from a talent standpoint, he is hands down their best quarterback. But why didn't they start What they like? don't like is his attitude. Yeah, but you and what, what I'm saying getting. is the Cleveland Browns aren't in a position right now to start fucking judging on that level. Well, when you get, when you get to be like the New England Patriots and Bell, Belichick and you want to cut guys, you know, based on what you feel like maybe maybe they don't have the best attitude, so you get rid of them. Okay, fine. But the difference is you win every week. You know what I mean? Cleveland's not in that position. Mike Patton's not in that position. I'm they're, sorry. They're three and ten. Uh Manziel put up two seventy today. Yeah. A TD Just quietly went out there and, and won the game. And the running, managed the ball. And the running game put up two hundred and thirty yards. That's right. Manziel had fifteen. Uh Crowell put up 145 yards and two TDs. That's a good fantasy there. You knew what you were getting with this guy, though. Like, is it a big surprise that he's got the attitude? He was always money man zeal when he played at uh, AM. Uh, you know, why, why are they having, like, such an issue with this? They're 3-10. and 10. Well, like, why don't they let him start out the rest of the year? What I don't understand, the probably the bigger issue that I have with it is why they need why does everybody need your star player, your quarterback, your whatever it is, okay, yeah. to be a nice guy? Who gives a fuck? They care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, we, we put these these pressure on guys. Like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a fan of certain teams in my life, right? And some of them have been fucking losing for years. I'm a Leafs fan, okay? If Ooh. you told me the biggest asshole Ooh. in the world was going to come play for our team and we win some fucking games, I'd say, good, fuck you, let him in, okay? I don't need my, I don't need my sports heroes. I don't need my athletes to be um you know stellar human beings away from the field i don't care obviously you don't want them doing stuff like breaking the law you've got guys in the nfl obviously uh do stuff that was you know completely against the law but the the problem with manziel is he's not apologetic about it and that's what they want they want him to be apologetic they know he's going to go out drinking they want him to turn around the next day and go i'm sorry they want him to do that, and they want him to pretend like he's sorry. And he doesn't give a fuck, so he doesn't pretend he's sorry. But he's still the best quarterback on your team. So what are you going to do? How about stop worrying about that shit and worry about winning fucking football games? Johnny Manziel autographed somebody's $100 bill before the game Sunday. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> hey, I love the headlines today in Cleveland. Yeah. I just seen a good one here, wasn't it? Ground and pound show for Cleveland. Manziel lets... Let's play speak for itself. That's right. I like this guy. I think they should start him the rest of the way. 100%. I don't know why Hundred percent. Why would they go? They should have been fucking starting him from day one. Is the point that I'm trying to say. McCowan started all year though. Right, Josh McCowan started all year. You know what? I hate it that they they 
and this is going to sound bad, but I hate it that they think the Cleveland Browns ownership, management, coaching, think they're so fucking good, like they're going to teach him a lesson. Josh what McCown, the fuck is he going to learn from those losers? Josh McCowan, 36 years old, drafted in the third round by Arizona, 81st overall. This is his 13th season. And he fucking and, sucks. And you're leaving him on, and you're leaving Manziel on the bench for yeah, this guy. No, it's fucking stupid. That's what you're You know doing. what? Let's hope. You know what? Here's the thing. I like Johnny, and more so than I like Johnny, I like watching him play. He's fucking fast. He likes to get out of the pocket. He's an exciting quarterback, and I like to watch exciting quarterback play. So I want to see him play just strictly from a from an entertainment standpoint. I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, but I do like the guy, and I do think he's their best player. So let's hope that with this this week let's hope that i don't know let's hope that he doesn't give them a reason to do it to him again because that's basically what they're waiting for it seems like more important than winning football games to the cleveland browns is waiting for johnny manziel to give you a reason to bench him so you can be in the news again i would like let's to hope see he doesn't him. do it and let's hope he starts out the rest of the year i would like to see him get traded i like to see him go to dallas <laughs> i like to see him come in when momo gets hurt okay and just and take just, over the show just play right big city i wouldn't rule big out the stadium. Texans you know like i wouldn't rule out the texans either it's not like they've got a phenomenal quarterback yeah but you know like dallas has always been known for that trouble like they always take trouble players right you know like dallas oakland yeah but i mean yeah those are the two teams right like but you know he's played in texas you know a&m and everything uh patriots texans tonight uh patriots 10 and 2 texans 6 and 6 uh, who do you like tonight? Uh, Gronkowski's supposed to play He's tonight. He's supposed to come back. And I got to be honest, after two losses, I like New England to kick the living shit out of Houston tonight really badly. I mean, look at like Edelman's hurt, Amandola's hurt, Gronkowski's hurt, Chandler's hurt. They're all on the injury report today. You know what? Yeah. You know what? You know what part of the beauty of that is, though, when you play against the Pats, at least I think, is that when they roll out guys you've never seen before, there's no tape on them. You don't know much about them whatsoever. So... How do you plan for that? How do you in one week get ready to play against a bunch of offensive players you know nothing about? That's true. And you've got Tom Brady back. Now, here's the thing. Tom, we all know Tom. And what what he brings to the table, you can't defend. So it doesn't matter. The bottom line is you're either going to knock him around so badly that he, you know, loses a little bit of focus and loses a little bit of patience. But it's so far this year, nobody's been able to do that, right? What do you think of Clowney? I mean, like, you know, he's the number one last year. He goes down. You know, and then he's been <laughs> two years hurt. ago. Two years yeah, ago, twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, wh- wh- like, wh- where are you on this guy? Like, is is he a bust? Is it too early to tell? Too early like, to tell. You think so? Didn't he pretty much miss an entire entire year? Pretty oh, close, right? Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Um, tremendous, phenomenal talent. I remember. Do you remember being at a restaurant with me on New Year's Day? And that was, and they had that game up, and that oh, was for yeah, yeah. Southern Care or whatever it is. Yeah. When he made that tackle, yeah, when he like, leveled that, yeah, game. and yeah. and that was all over TV for you know what I mean. God wasn't, knows wasn't how it long against it was. Michigan. I think it, uh, it might have been. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been so. against Michigan. Yeah, but all anybody could remember was the hit in that in that game, right? Yeah. Um, tremendous talent. I mean, like let's say let's put it this way. I mean, defensive guys don't get. A ton of credit. J.J. Watt does. Uh, I think J.J. Watt I disagree is, with this. Yeah, I, think, I see well, J.J. I think a Watt lot is guys, a great thing, but I think... A lot that, of guys back in the day that were good, you know, like, you know, Reggie White, and uh, even we've seen it Thursday night with Freeney, or, you know, when he caused that uh, game-ending uh, fumble on Bridgewater. Good defensive guys get the credit. I'm I telling think, you. 
I think personally, Tommy's a bust. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think he's going to turn out to be as good. I mean, I remember back in the day when Julius Peppers came into the league. Uh, you he's know, got a long list of injuries. Yeah, but, but let's say he's twenty two so, years old. I know, but it, let's say let's say he's able if he's able to put them behind him. I'd like to see him play a full year because and then see what the numbers say afterwards. I think it's too early to call him a bust. I think Houston is starting to build. You know what I mean? Like it's good to have good individuals, but sometimes good individuals doesn't necessarily translate into a great into a great defense, right? Well, he's played four games last year he's played 10 games this year so yeah. he's missed two games okay he's only got two and a half sacks mm-hmm. and, and the other and thing and, and the other thing is too now you got to figure he's playing he's, he's he's playing with jj watt right so like when they're designing this like who do you think they're designing like the, the defense or they're doing it around him right so i always thought it was a bad pick for them not because Clowney wasn't the best player because he was i think he was the consensus number one i think he's the guy who should have been taken okay but when you've already got a guy like jj Right. And now, uh, depending on what kind of plan now, I think they've also gone through a coaching change since then, too. So the the philosophy there is going to change a little bit as well. But I think they needed the offensive guy in that draft. You know, I don't think that their defense is a lot better because Clowney is there. But I think if somebody else had taken Clowney, I think he would have been the star of the show and his numbers, provided he stayed healthy, would have reflected that. I think it's too early to call him a bust. If that's a question, wait and see. Let's let him see him play a whole year and then. Uh, and then go from there. Mind you, some guys never get to play a whole year or so. I just don't think the impact. He, he wasn't as... I just thought all the hype behind him. Yeah, he's, defi- he's definitely missed on what we considered. Bortles the, the went expected. third. Do you think they should have took Bortles? 100%. Yeah. See him again today? You know, it's funny because people like to pick apart his game a lot, but they I put swear up to God. Today. Yeah, they, yeah, but at, at the same time, he's um, he, he's developing at such a rate right now. He's throwing the ball fantastically, and that was... That's the pick of the draft. That's the pick of the draft. That's is it? Is it Blake Bortles or is it Odell Beckham Jr.? Is Odell that, is that, definitely impactful, but Odell I would say was that picked at twelve. I would say that uh, in this NFL, there is now um, like Odell. It's it's hard to go against what he's done. Mike um, Evans was taken seventh. So do you think? Well, here's here's my question though, right? Because w- the problem with judging wide receivers is is that you also have to judge who their quarterback is, right? That's true. So I can tell you right now that if the Jaguars would have taken Odell Beckham Jr. at three, that nobody of any quality would be throwing him the ball. In which case, I don't think you would be seeing the kind of numbers out of him. A lot of people like to shit talk Eli, but Eli's a good fucking quarterback, okay? And Eli gets him the ball all the time, okay? So, Beaks. it's still it's still it's still the right pick. Um, you need that guy first before you can get a wide receiver. And let's be honest, there's a ton of great wide receivers out there. Wide receivers are becoming this thing. You know, college is turning out so many great athletes at that position that they're kind of, I don't want to call it like that, they're kind of a dime a dozen these days. I mean, like Beckham and Brown have really stepped up this year and been like, yeah, we're, you know, we're the complete no, you're, best. You're right, because in this draft too, Martavis Bryant went. Yep. And he was 118th. Exactly. Picked by the Steelers. And he's phenomenal. And he's a great player. And then I just seen in here, Devontae Freeman went 103rd. Yeah. He came out of Florida State. Um, I think what I think the the draft these days. I think there's such a stronger emphasis on defensive players, though. I think those teams consider to have them to be harder to find, harder to find good, durable defensive players. And at positions like wide receiver and running back, they're just there's just so many great athletes out there. And that is what a lot of them are. They're great athletes. They have to be, you know, they have to fit your system, you know, in order for well, them to the, the translate Bills, into results. The Bills took Sammy Watkins fourth. He was the first wide receiver in the twenty four. Once again, draft. they don't have a quarterback. Right, I guess. What you know what I mean? <laughs> Mike Evans is good. He went like, seven. Like Tyrod is okay and Tyrod is playing okay, but I wouldn't consider Tyrod like let's put let's put let's put it this way. Um if Blake Bortles was the quarterback in Buffalo, their offense would look very different. Okay. Yep. They'd be throwing 
throwing the ball significantly more, and Sammy Watkins would be c- catching a ton more passes. I don't like Re- more. I don't like Rex Ryan as a coach. I don't think that team's ever going to turn it around. I think I think they're always going to be a mediocre team. I, I you know like you know when he was with the Jets, I didn't think he was that great. There was all that controversy. I thought he gets into Buffalo, it might be a little bit different. But I mean, you know, it's still the same shit. They they don't put out a good product. Uh, you know, they uh, they lost. Uh, did they, yeah, did they lose today? They did. Yeah. The, the thing that surprises me, yeah, they lost to the Eagles today. That's the right. thing that surprises me is going into the year, they have this really highly touted defense and they've got the names and it's a great defense, but I haven't seen a great, you know, it's been weeks since I've seen a great defensive performance out of them. Now you're talking more about, you're talking about how Tyrod plays and how Sammy Watkins plays and how LaShawn's doing. So, I mean, I think... S- Going into the year, their team identity was supposed to be like really strong defensively, and we haven't seen that. So maybe this offense would have been good enough, but I think that I think the defense is what's letting them down this year. I think it's a combination of both. I just don't like Rex. I just I don't think he's a quality coach. Maybe he's a he's a good defensive coordinator, and maybe he's built just for that role. I mean, uh, you look at and there's rumors now that uh, uh, Josh McDaniel, oh, right? Yeah. He was Belichick's offensive coordinator. He left one tremendous Denver, coordinator, you know, shithead. Coach. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. Now he's back there. And, you know, you have to really say that he's, you know, he's a good, he's a good OC that I think that's what he's meant to do. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he's going to leave, that he's going to get offered a head coaching job this year. Uh, who knows where he's going to end up? But, you know, I like, uh, uh, Steve Spagnola. Uh, well, I guess the, that's, that's kind of what happens in the NFL though, doesn't it? Well, it's I mean, Spagnola was a the good Giants, offense. Then you the get Giants a job. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They have a great defense. Okay. Yeah. And then Spagnola leaves, goes to St. Louis, gets his ass handed to him. And then now he's back in New York. He's the DC again there, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's some guys that are just, you know, they're cut out to do that and then, uh, you know, they should stay there. Absolutely. Look at some of the names that got taken down here. It's pretty crazy. Like some of these wide receivers that went late. A lot of good names in there. Oh, yeah. Every draft. Brandon is, Crooks. I mean, I mean like, we, we judge drafts. Like, I mean, people looked at the last draft and was like, eh. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Mariota and Winston are great players, but then you got a little bit outside of that, and people were like, ah, oh, this is not that exciting. But, I mean, whether or not it's exciting, it depends on who turns out. And I think we're starting to see that third, fourth, fifth round starting to produce some real quality guys developmentally they might not be there and some guys have to get into a situation that's good for them too in order to produce numbers right so look at this look at them just reading back here the draft of 2013 chiefs went first they took eric fisher he's an offensive tackle mm-hmm. um there wasn't an offensive player taken until the eighth pick and that was Tavon austin and then the next also a decent wide receiver and the next offensive player was uh ej manuel and then you go all the way down you go all the way down the list and there isn't much i mean uh you know deandre hopkins cordell patterson uh, good wideouts you know like it's just a it's a weak weak draft in 2013 although the pittsburgh steelers got uh bell at 48 which is just an unreal steal because oh yeah i think bell's the best running back in in uh you know in the game now once again he's got to fucking play all the time well he's hurt but i mean like you know i mean he's just he's had such a you know phenomenal look at the steelers and they got wheaton at 79 yeah their scouting is great Absolutely. Like, it has to be. But they've also changed. I think they've, they've changed their team. I mean, like, they used to be, I mean, like, even going back uh, a few years, they used to be very defense-oriented. And, I mean, like, guys like Antonio Brown. You can like only Martin draft so Brown. many defensive players, yeah. though, right? But, like, I mean, like, their defense is the shits now. They've kind of changed their team mentality, and they've kind of gone with an offensive. I mean, Ben's turned Well, into maybe a, they'll start drafting Ben's defensive Ben's become players. really great at throwing the football, too. That's the other thing. I mean, like, I used to shit all over Ben. I used to think yes, you was, did. I used to think he was fucking garbage. And I you know what? Him. When I was judging him, I've got to be honest, he was.
was fucking garbage. But you, you like know what? Judge. He's turned into a really good quarterback. You like, well, you only say that because he's on your fantasy team. No, I've said that. Oh, I mean, like, I do like I him love my big fantasy, man. but he's, uh, he's, he's put up the numbers, so I, I like him. Because he likes of that. to party. He likes dri- to- <laughs> drives his motorcycle. There's another guy. Hey, let's go back to the 2012 draft. Who won number one? 2012. Yep. Fuck. Can you tell me the team and I'll tell you who it was? Well, that'll give it away. <sighs> Fuck. Tell me the position. Quarterback. 2012. Yep. I don't have that good of a Rams memory. with fuck. Andrew Luck. Yeah. Oh, that was that And year. who was number two? Oh, uh, Robert Griffin. Yeah. And where is he? Nowhere. Done. I wonder if, is he still doing Subway commercials? I doubt it. He should fuck. Give it up. Well, don't they got he... a big hole in there because fucking Jared's oh, gone too, yeah, so no, I bet you he got double. Can you got... believe that? How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? I'm average Joe fat ass, okay? All right. I go out and I eat this shit. Yeah. And I lose weight. Good for you. Okay. Cause losing weight's not easy. All right. Then, like, do you believe that story though? Or do you think it's just like, he a did thing? It? yeah. No, no, he did it. I, I totally believe it. Yeah. He walked his ass to Subway every day, had, you know, a foot long and, uh, and you know, like he, that's all he ate. He said, okay. Well, he had two meals a day from there. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're nobody. Okay. okay. Like, you know, you, you, like I said, you know, you're, you're Joe fat ass. Okay. Like you decide, okay, listen, you know, I want to try to, uh, I want to try to, <laughs> I'm just Googling here. Uh, I'm you gonna, know, I was going to say something really bad right now. What? Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say you wanted to lose a little weight so you could look good for the boys. Yeah. No, no. Well, you want to look good. Well, you would think like, you know, to be fucking, you know, look at this fucking, he tried to score date rape drug for the kids. He's fucked. Anyways. So, you, you know, you think, oh, okay, like, you know, I want to lose a bit of weight. I look better. I want to get some more ass or whatever. You know, good for you. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's from Indianapolis. Uh, you know, he, he grew up in a Jewish home. Fantastic. How do you screw this up? This is all you do now. Like, this is all he did was work for Subway. He went, he got paid to go to schools and talk about, yeah, I lost weight and it was really hard, but you know, like, you know, like the Subway works and all this stuff. And then like, you're along the way, we're like, yeah, you know, like I'm going to like diddle kids and stuff. Like, did you, like he lives, okay, well, you're he lives making in some, a nice house. Okay. You're making some big assumptions there though. Okay. Like what though? Okay. The big assumption you're making is first of all, if this was his thing, it's probably been his thing since even before he was a Subway guy. You okay. Think so? Yeah. I don't think he just turned, woke up one morning and was like, hmm, no, this has been, you know what I mean? This has been him for a while. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Can, can scoring a nice job change that in you? I don't believe it can. That's a mental problem. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that just because, oh, I got this good job with Subway now. So maybe I shouldn't have the kind of fucked up strange desires that I have. No, that's not going to, that's not going to do that at all. How do you hide this though? Like, if anything, okay, it's going to give you the means to carry it out twice. He got married in 2001. Then he gets divorced in 2000. And seven did she not know like how, how do you hide this stuff that's a good question oh fuck like what a disaster honestly like how stupid are you like here you have a job where you get paid to go around all right you know like 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 i think you're like, using the wrong word though there's the two things there's stupid and then there's nuts right yeah, and i, I mean if i mean if you're nuts then the stupid part doesn't matter so now, now you lose all that. You had a nice big house, okay? And, you know, no stress. You get up in the morning, you know, you fucking jump in your big shower. Yeah. You put on your clothes, yeah. you have breakfast. Put on your skinny I'm, clothes. I'm going to some school. Eat some Subway. I'm talk about how great Subway is, even though it yeah. gives me the liquid shit. Yeah. You know, like, but the stuff's fantastic. <laughs> right? insides I love soup. it. It's the finest skunk meat you could buy. And I'll keep talking shit until one day if Subway sponsors the show. Hey, Subway's awesome. But oh, until yeah. now, it's the shits. But okay. whatever. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, like, and, and like you got no stress. Just keep it together. 
just keep it together, and you know, and life will just keep going. The subway checks will keep coming. See, but in. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know. I think you're. I think you're trying to put two things together that don't go for together. Fifteen years, like you know, do you want a job in a fucking cubicle answering the phones and stuff? Like, like you got a charity to run. Like, fuck, you got it made. Yeah. You were a nobody. Like you, you were a fucking nobody. Like, ah, uh, fuck. I got he must have made a few million, eh? I want to say he made a couple million dollars. Seen his off house, of them. he made more than a few million. Yeah, you know, fuck. And that's all you did. That's all you... You got famous for eating. Yeah. You know? And not that you were slamming 64 hot dogs down, you know? Like, you weren't Joey Chestnut, you know? You know like, what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's make you the new Jared. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, we just start your no, journey right okay. now. Me and no. you, we walk the subway right I can't, now. I can't eat that all the time. Ugh. I can't... I, you know what? Listen, I love to eat. You know, like, I had five guys last weekend. So fucking good. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I, I can't do it. I love fast food, too, but I mean, it's it's the... I mean, like... And you know I, what? I'm I, sorry. Subway has become that. It's not healthy fuck all anymore. It's just dirt, it cheap shit. He, meat. He, it's fast food. He agreed to pay 1.4 million in restitution. Each victim is getting 100,000 bucks. So, if you're willing to pay 1.4 million, you gotta, you know, like... So... So what are the, when you say each victim, like, so like, each, I I guess there's 14 victims. Like, what was the extent of what he did? Charged with pain to engage in sexual acts with a 17 year old girl. Okay. Did he do it? I guess not. Well, maybe he wanted to. They said he did. Like, I mean, even if they catch you trying to, you're still going to jail. Prosecutors allege that Fogel offered adult prostitutes a finder's fee to find them younger sex partners. And this is me assuming that everything on Wikipedia is accurate. Uh, it must be true. Let's uh, report uh, on look it. At this, look at this. Look at this. So hang on here. On August 19, 2015, uh, following his appearance in charges of court, obviously your wife's going to bail on you. She takes off. He finalizes divorce November 16th this year, 2015. Okay. Okay. What do you think? What do you think he paid his wife? Like $7 million. Holy shit. It's okay, alleged so he's-, he's got 15 million bucks. Like, how do you screw this up? But I mean, what is he now? You're talking about having going from not having a lot of money to having a ton of money, right? Well, what does having a ton of money do? It just enables you to do the things you want to do, okay, right? Well, just keep it on the down low. Like, well, keep, you think he tried like, to fucking well, not keep it on the down? Obviously, obviously, he didn't. Like, well, if he did, he didn't do a good fucking job. Fuck. I don't know. What a dummy. Oh, fuck. You're the dummy of the week. I'm going to put you on Or how about this? How about, how about, I'm going to do that saying, every week. How about a dummy of the week? Yeah. Right, you know what? There That's actually not bad. He's I like a that. dummy of the week. So, okay. Well, I mean, like, we're a little late on that because, fuck, he's already been in jail for a little That's while. That's okay. I mean, whatever. Fuck I, it. We should have known with the yeah, story. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck him. You're the dummy of the week. Okay. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, that when you have lots of money, that's basically all it's doing. It's just enabling you to do the thing. How about, I mean, like, if you wanted to not be the dummy of the week, how about you do this? I've got all this money now, and I've got access to a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have access to before. How about I realize I got a fucking problem, and maybe I try and get some help so I don't fucking destroy and ruin my life? You know what I mean? That like, was a good point. That was, that's the option you should take, right? Unfortunately, it's easy to say. You know what I mean? Like, but... uh yeah, that would have uh, that would have been his way out. Look at the talent that came out of the. I'm just going back to the NFL 2011 draft. Cam Newton was first. Von Miller was second. AJ Green went fourth. It's amazing it comes in. Julio way, Jones say. went sixth. Alden Smith, who's a complete fuck up now, went seventh. The Titans took Jake Locker. Bust. Yeah. Right? JJ Watt went eleventh. Uh, the current quarterback of the 49ers, Blaine Gabbert, was tenth, and he got drafted by Jacksonville back That's then. That's right. Uh, the Vikings took Ponder, also a bust. Uh, who else? Mark Ingram went 28th. 
Andy Dalton was 35th. Kyle Rudolph was 43rd. And listen, I'm going to shed some reality on some on some people right now. We live in a part of the world where we have a lot of Minnesota Vikings supporters here. Absolutely. I got news for you. Teddy Bridgewater is a bust as well. You think so? Yeah. Well, I don't think he was. See, like he's a, he was a low pick though, right? Like yeah. Julius Thomas was 129th in that in that year. Uh, just to finish this off here real quick, Demarco Murray went 71st. Randall Cobb was 64th. That's pretty much all the talent of that draft. I don't think Bridgewater was brought in to. Richard Sherman was 154th. Um, he's an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah, uh, well, I know you don't like him, but he's still Fucking he's still stupid he's loser. I don't think Bridgewater like he's a he's a low pick. Bridgewater was in the 20s. Um, Bridgewater no, was. I think he was 31, wasn't he? Uh, whatever. He was just okay. out, whatever it was, I think he was like the he's first the pick of the second round or the last pick of the first round. One of the two. Okay, but there. either way, like he wasn't brought in to be the be all end all. He was. Uh, he wasn't brought in to be that player. You know, he was the 32nd pick. That's what he was. Yeah. Okay. So he's not brought in to be that guy. Okay. He's, he's not good. He was just brought in to kind of like be decent. He, the reason he's starting is because Castle and Markle pondered. Yeah. yeah like, it's just, <laughs> there's no option. Like, wh- where do you go out and get a quarterback right now? Like, who, who could you go get? You can't. It'd have to be somebody older. You know, like, so you end up with a Josh McCown. Yeah. Like, like, like Cleveland ended up with, right? Like, so unless you can go get somebody like through free agency, yeah, you got to try to develop somebody. Unfortunately, like there's just, there's nothing coming up. And I I just don't see him. I just don't see him ever getting past Uh, that point. They're eight and five though. Yeah. Right. Like they got AP. Yeah. They can rely on the right. The last few weeks have been more of a reality check for them. Oh, for sure. No, no, I I don't disagree. I think the NFL this year, I think some things, I think some things are coming around. I think we started off the year, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Seattle fan, but they're definitely better than what they were doing earlier on in the year. They're starting to come. But you know, like Chancellor's. Sat out, like and the Vikes sat out. all of a sudden at one point were like eight and three and they had this game and then you know next thing you know they're looking at you know they're looking at winning the division and getting close and the last couple of weeks I think they've kind of it's kind of been well, shown that like, they, they, they don't have what it takes to compete they with they haven't teams. beat the tough teams no although the game against Arizona was good yeah because you know they gave it up they should have tied it yeah right they gave it up late so I mean they played well you know they took an ass beating to Seattle but I mean what are you going to do yeah. for all the Cowboy fans out there your team sucks uh, but What's they the are right now? They, they are holding tight against uh, it was it's 14-7. Something um, wrong in Green Bay. They're There's falling apart wrong. there. Oh, it's uh, it's still 14-7. The fans are blaming Olivia Munn. Yeah. Yeah. I'd blame her too. Whatever. I mean, like, I guess blame Listen, her. Listen, I think it either pussy makes you or breaks you. The Yankees <laughs> won the World Series in 2009. A-Rod was on fire and he was dating Kate Hudson at the time. And then they broke up and everything went for shit. Okay, like, so, you know, do I thank Kate Hudson for, you know, the Yankees winning the World Series? Absolutely. You know, did I go watch you, me, and Dupree? For sure. I had to give her my nine bucks or whatever, because, hey, you got us a ring. Thanks, but, babe. You know, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could if you're just searching for answers and you can't figure out why things are going on. I mean, like, I guess that's that's just a good a reason as Aaron Rod was hitting well. Right? <laughs> Kate Hudson was at all the games. My thing is, I don't understand. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still good. It's not like he's shit. They're just not winning. So, like, are we just putting it completely on his shoulders that they have to win games? Because I don't think that's the case. Like, I mean, you still need performances from other players. I think what happens when you though, hand the ball off to Eddie Lacy, he's got to do something. Well, with it. you get the game. You can't just fucking hit the ground like a piece of shit. You get the game that they had against Detroit. Yeah. Rodgers tosses the Hail Mary and then everybody thinks you're Jesus. So then... It's amazing how one play can change Oh, yeah. Night. So yeah. then, you know, like, you know, they're not winning and they're not getting the big plays. I'm surprised the Cowboys are hanging tough in against them. I'm really surprised that this isn't like 35-7, but, uh, you know, like... Maybe Cowboys uh, have a better defense than a lot you know, of people. Maybe give them it's time for. for McCarthy to move on. Maybe the gig's up. I think this year, I think they get it's uh, some people better show some respect to Jordy Nelson because yeah, he's the guy they've missed him absolutely. all year. And everybody's like, well, maybe he's not that good. Well, I think 
you're starting to see, yeah, he's actually pretty fucking good because I, I wonder, the offense doesn't move the same way without a guy like him on there. I wonder how much Cam Newton's going to sit going forward now. Like, because like they pulled him early today. Like how, how often do you sit this guy now? Like you're in, you got it. The, you know, they're going to, they're going to clinch it all. Right. Like, like do you, you know, do you risk this guy getting hurt? That's all. Sure, and all what, that does is fuck people over. You in know fantasy. what? You know what? Here's the thing though. Like you could make that decision for them right now. Couldn't you? So what are you going to do? Not play him for the next six weeks until you get to the playoffs? No, no, I didn't say that, but I mean, limited minutes. So, right. Like you get up. All right, let's pull. Him and then what are you doing to him as a player though? Right. Well, like he's trying to get into a routine and trying to play as well as he can going forward. Forward, right so yeah, but does he need the rest so like i don't know i i say leave it up to him i mean it doesn't look like listen i i don't think cam newton is tired okay i think there's some older quarterbacks that might get tired cam newton's not tired okay so if he wants to play every game the rest of the way now obviously today i bet you if they were losing he would have played the whole fucking game but they were up 38 to nothing so he sat the third quarter but i gotta be honest i think he sits the fourth quarter in week one if they're up 38 to nothing you know what I mean? That's, That's a big lead, right? Like nobody leaves their starter in there to just keep pounding guys at 38 nothing. That's just not a thing that happens. I don't think he sat today because it's late in the season. I think he sat because they were kicking the fuck out of them. You know, like and so going forward, he'll just keep sitting the fourth quarter. <laughs> as long as they're yeah. as if they keep kicking the fuck out of people, then yeah, he's going to keep sitting in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't much. think it's going to stop anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. Their schedule's kind of soft the rest of Mind the Mind you time. fucking, I didn't see I didn't see New England losing to anybody either and that happened, you well, know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like I you know, I kind of thought they did with all these injuries and stuff like but i'm you know, surprised atlanta started off good and uh, they've kind of died out so is peyton manning finished yeah because so. i've been watching brock osweiler play and i gotta be honest he's, well, he's pretty good they're losing right now to oakland they are right eh? oh yeah. that's actually they're actually losing yeah. holy fuck straight out of compton uh, what else is going on up there fucking ufc well you know we did a whole thing on football missed ufc ufc last night final uh, main event uh 13 seconds so is number UFC one done so when am I going to get to see something worthwhile from the UFC again? How long do I got to wait? Six months? Know, Eight fuck. months? Whatever it is? Conor McGregor makes UFC history and flash knockout of Jose Aldo. I didn't watch it. I don't know anything about it. I just seen it was all over social media on Instagram and whatnot. And uh, I, honestly, man, I just think you, I'm done. I got to be like, honest. I got to be honest. In, in, I don't think I don't necessarily. I'm. I'm not bored with the UFC, but I think like any fighting sport, boxing, UFC, um, I think you need star power and they don't have it. And now I feel like the guys that they're making stars are guys that they're just shoving down my throat. Like for a while, all you could hear about the UFC was Ronda Rousey. And I'm like, really? Like that's how thin the guy's side of it is. Like you're going to tell me I'm going to have to pay 50 bucks to go watch this girl mutilate someone, you know? Well, they didn't have And then she got her ass kicked too. I don't know. After all the things. So. But I mean, like look at the, like last night was, UFC 194, okay? And you got Aldo, on, you know, versus McGregor. Fuck, can you believe they've almost had 200 UFCs? 193. Where are they doing 200? Yeah, they're doing I Vegas. I think it's Brazil. No, it's Vegas. Oh, it's Vegas? July okay. 9, 2016 in Vegas. Okay. Uh, uh, 198 is going to be at MSG. Uh, 197 is going to be in, in Brazil. That's where they're going to okay. do that one. I mean, like even like, like, you know, 195, Lawler versus Conduit. Who gives a fuck? 196, Weirdom versus Velasquez, too. You know what? I think it's one of those things, like, this has become a niche sport. It has to be something, like, I think if you're nah, a UFC... Everybody honestly, I think if you're out. a UFC fan, if you're a UFC fan and you just love it to bits and you do it as a hobby and you whatever or you're trying to be it, then that's who you are and you know who all these guys are and you find it interesting. But it's kind of like... 
Oh, I'm trying to compare it to something. I don't know that there is a comparison, but like, I think they just have their following now and that's it. Like, if you're a UFC fan it's, and you follow it really intently, what, you probably aren't a fan of much else. What do you, what do you think the attendance was last night uh, at the MGM Grand Arena? Well, how quick can they, I mean, it, probably, it was probably sold out. I'm going to say, I don't know, like what, 19,000 or 16. something? 16. Like 16? Okay, 16, it's not a big no. place. 193 that was in Melbourne. Yep. 56,000 people. It's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to judge those two because they don't get UFCs all the time too, right? Like, you know, the UFC will go to Melbourne and then they'll go back two okay, years from all right, now, right? Well, here we go. Okay. Uh, UFC 191, Johnson versus Dodson. That was September the 5th. It was at MGM Grand. What do you think the attendance was? Probably sold out. 10,000 people. Really? Yep. That's fucked. Yep. See, and the only reason I say is because, you know, like they kind of make a big deal. Like I've been in Vegas when they have a UFC going on and they kind of make a big deal about it. So you figure people would show up and, uh, you know, like, like I said, what does it take to fill that M- place? Not much, right? May 23rd, UFC 187, MGM Grant, uh, Johnson versus Cormier. What do you think the attendance was? Well, now that you just told me that the other one didn't sell out, now I'm thinking I'm going to go lower. 12,000. Oh, it was a 12,000? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, okay, but I mean, like, let's be honest, the real money they make is the pay-per-view numbers, right? Like, the, the piece of shit seats they sell at the MGM is not. I think these numbers are correlated, though. I think when there's less people that go watch it, I think there's less people watching it on TV. Oh, absolutely. It's I, not as interesting. And one thing I can tell you is that, like, we know when, through social media, if you're watching, uh, you know, if you you follow Twin Peaks or you follow Hooters or uh, Tilted Kilt, which I follow all three. You know, I remember before, specifically with the Twin Peaks, you know, they used to show the UFC and they would charge cover, yep. right? Like, and now they're showing them for free. And I know just, in, you know, uh, in a local scene, there's nobody showing UFC here anymore. There's no. one place and, and at one point we had like six or seven. Yeah. And that place is a fucking dump. There's no dump. way you could ever get me to go uh, there to watch fuck. it. But you know, like, it, like I don't think the people, uh, you know, are going out to watch this thing anymore. I think the numbers are way down. Um, you know, bars aren't going to pay a thousand bucks. I think Twin Peaks is doing it just to kind of keep keep it going forward but i mean like i don't think they make that thousand bucks back after right like so part of the problem is you need star power to be successful but i think part of the model of the ufc is they don't like paying stars okay so whereas back in the day you know you know and and boxing it's one of those things right like when boxers make their money like when floyd goes to the ring and makes his money okay it's all based on what he's gonna bring in right boxers are really in control of how much money they make you know what i mean and how successful you are the more successful you are that money just keeps going up the ufc has such a stranglehold on all this shit and they've been following the same model for so long they don't like paying guys a lot of money they don't they don't want to have they don't want to have million dollar fighters or million dollar athletes so what happens is you just keep rotating guys out you make them expendable but at the same time the more expendable you make guys say whatever you want people are going to call me a fucking idiot for saying this one guy i used to go watch all the time when he was in the ufc was kimbo slice you know why because kimbo was fucking cool and awesome i didn't give a shit that he got beat up all the time who gives a fuck why does he got to win all the time he was just a cool guy that i like to watch fight i like kimbo when he was fighting for like on uh, CBS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what what was that again? What was the name of that? Strike Force. Strike Force. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was fighting for nothing on there. Yeah. And uh, and they would just throw in some ham and egg against them and he would just literally kick the shit out of them. And I think and and it's funny because like I think what happened, I mean, I'm only speculating here, but I'm like, listen, people really watched this guy. Whether he won or lost, they liked him. So why didn't she just let him fucking fight? I don't understand. You know, like and it's like, well, he's if he loses again, he's out. Why? Cuz everybody 
other guy you got is a fucking winner? No, Nobody's showing up to see these fucking losers. Just you know what I mean? Just throw another piece of meat in there. With That's them. it. Yeah. You know, and maybe sometimes he'll win and maybe sometimes he'll get knocked the fuck out. But you know what? People liked him and thought he was cool and they got rid of him. And you know what I think it was? I think he wanted more money. I think he's seen that when he showed up for a UFC, people showed up in drones. The numbers on, you know, the, the pay-per-view numbers went up because people thought like, you know, because he was an attraction. And he says, I'm going to go out there and I'm probably going to get my head kicked in a few times. So I want more fucking cash. So they just got rid of him. You know what well, I mean? Just and I'm like, you know what? It's time for Dana White to stop being such a cheap cunt. You know what I mean? And oh. start fucking paying some of these guys that we really like a lot of money to stick around. He, he might have to. One of the big things I've been following on uh, the Instagram page is all these coffee shops that are out in Washington. Okay. Uh, the state of Washington. Um, you know, the chicks serve in just bikinis or they wear pasties. Yep. And I think you've showed you know, me a couple of these. Yeah. I would really like to go buy my coffee from somewhere like that during the day. You know, when I'm heading into the office at eight thirty in the morning. Um, but you know, they get a lot of kickback against it. People aren't really a fan of it. Uh, I seen that. You know, again, we we're just talking about that. I was watching Undercover Boss before we got on the, the recording here. Yep. And uh, bikinis. Uh, you know, the sports bar in Texas. Uh, they got two locations, and the owner was saying that they, you know they get a lot of kickback, a lot of from um, the media. People don't like it. I think it's a fantastic idea. I wish we had one in town uh it might be something to actually look into invest into. See, you said you said something uh that i find very interesting because you you pointed out that it's it's heavily in washington right in in the, the state there seattle and you know so here's the thing that's kind of like you know the originating home of starbucks it's kind of um i want to say that i've never been to seattle but i can imagine that if i went there um there's no shortage of places you can get your coffee there's probably tons of starbucks and then there's probably tons of like the anti-starbucks like i think like buying coffee in seattle is more like there's a lot of like um individual locations i think, I think any city going to there's a lot of coffee shops oh yeah I think here i think you know wherever you think, are i just think seattle is probably the home of like the the fucking severely uppity nine dollar coffee yeah, fucking this, place people, people aren't severely uppity that are going to these places that's right so i'm saying that this is the answer to that i'm gonna you know post I mean? some of this on the website but uh my uh my instagram pick for today is uh bikini <laughs> beans espresso bikini beans bikini bikini beans espresso that's my uh that's my pick for this You're week for, for instagram because uh they look like they uh they make good coffee there and uh you know i would probably check a place that's like just that strictly out. just that's strictly an, uh, a guess on your if, part you have no idea the coffee could taste like dog shit i bet you, you it no doesn't i bet you it tastes awesome you know what have you is, there, is it it's pretty hard to fuck coffee up nowadays you know what like i don't know like i mean i, I have a feeling like even the last time coffee, had a like I can t- i've had some coffees that are better than others okay but i've never had a coffee and be like no i absolutely can't like you know what i mean like the last time i had a shitty coffee was out of a vending machine in a hockey arena yeah that's probably the shittiest coffee you can buy and it doesn't matter down. it doesn't matter if i've been in a restaurant if i've been in a hotel you know there, there's been yeah okay you know what there's some coffee is better than others yeah but i haven't like had a coffee where i went like well i told you it was in a hockey rink you know and i got some piece of shit and i'm like wow this is really a piece of shit but I mean, you still you know, drank it. Whether you're not, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> oh no, you chucked it. Was that bad? Oh, yeah, it was bad. It was, oh. it was fuck. It was like it was like motor oil and some water. <laughs> but I mean. You that know, could have been a faulty machine too. I think I think bikini beans espresso probably makes uh, you know good coffee, and uh, maybe we'll find out and uh, get to do an interview with some of their baristas. Uh, hopefully, in the future when uh, we get our uh, phone lines uh, up and running in the next little bit. Absolutely. 
Okay, I have a pick too. Yeah, where's it's your pick? It's not a sexy pick. Oh, okay. fuck. No, you do the, I mean, you did a sexy one, so I don't have to do a sexy one. Okay. Um, just a company that I came across that I thought was, uh, really cool. Um, they look like a smaller company, but, um, they're making a lot of, uh, interesting looking, uh, interesting looking hats. They're called Lace Headwear. Um, and I was checking them out the other day and I just think as far as a Christmas gift or something, they're pretty original and pretty cool and not what I would consider to be overly expensive. So if anybody wanted to check that out, um, they have an online store. You're looking at, I mean, like it's, it's average prices. It's like 30, 40 bucks for a hat, but they're actually pretty cool looking, pretty ingenious. And I, 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 uh, yeah, I saw them the other day and I went through all their stuff and I was like, these guys look pretty good. I like the uh, sports centers put up a picture on Instagram. It's uh, the St. Louis Rams. Uh, somebody posted from their team when Jay-Z shows up in your locker room. I guess Jay-Z was in St. Louis. <laughs> they won. He went down to the locker room to hang out with the guys. So they're just pretty much says whatever the fuck he wants. A bunch of pictures of Jay-Z in there. Like, That's and, pretty cool. Uh, sports center. Interesting to follow. Uh, another one, Espresso Gone Crazy. Okay, oh, yeah. we'll save them because we got. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, like I'll find fifty-two of these <laughs> places. When we listen, when we fucking completely run out of material, we're just gonna do this thing today. We'll just go back and forth, and I'll just scroll through Instagram, and you do it too, and we'll just keep telling people what to follow. And oh yeah, there's so much. Yeah. And that day will come. And you can follow, the next find us on Instagram. It's uh, it's Diesel and Poison, and uh, you can find us at dieselandpoison.com. And we're on SoundCloud. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can just pretty much search Diesel and Poison, and we'll come up. But everything's on the website. You can visit dieselandpoison.com. I think that's kind of the show for this week. A lot of sports, so but uh, you know we, we kind of got. I got some other stuff, but Jared it's not, Fogel it's, it's and not fucking super pressing. Well, so you know, I mean, the, it'll be a show next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was listening to Bill Burr. Uh, the other day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like a podcast? Or uh, like yeah, I like his like, podcast. Okay, his good. Monday morning podcast. We'll just finish off with this. And I like he, he reads his own ads, you know, like, so I, like, I, I guess he does like no prep work. So you listen to the I got podcast, that impression. And then he's like, oh, you know, here's my first ad this week. And he's like, oh, the old whore is back. It's Sherry's Berries, you know, like, and he's just, he's ripping the advertiser. So I, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I like listening to other podcasts. I've been trying to do that more to kind of get a sense of I like, actually haven't been doing there. a good job of that but i'm yeah, gonna make that a goal this sure. week i'm gonna step you can that find up. all kinds of uh stuff on soundcloud along with us and uh so if you want to find us you can listen to us on soundcloud right now but uh i think that's it i think this is show number three in the bag as we continue to move forward uh we promise it'll keep getting better uh we've got through almost uh this full show usually it takes us like three takes to get the show done but we got through the whole show in one shot and it wasn't bad so uh send us your feedback it's dieselandpoison.com and that's pretty much it for show number three Perfect. That's it. All right. Anything else want to add? Want to go get some pizza? And we're going to get pizza. Okay. We're out of here. You have been listening to Diesel and Poison. Find us at dieselandpoison.com, Instagram, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Diesel and Poison. Facebook us at DNP Podcast. 